I want to tell you about a podcast you should check out. It's called Understood Explains. This season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Urtube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. The latest season of Understood Explains covers topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP and it busts common myths about special education. As a parent myself of a child who's had an IEP since kindergarten and he's now a 10th grader, I know how confusing, overwhelming, frustrating, sometimes daunting the whole process can be. I checked out an episode of Understood Explains called The Difference Between IEPs and 504 Plans. And what I love about it is how easily Juliana explains everything. She answers common questions that probably every parent or caregiver has. She dispels myths and is concise and to the point. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains. And there's a direct link in the show notes if you need it. This is the Your Kick-Ass Life podcast, episode number 83. All links and resources can be found by going to yourkickasslife.com forward slash 83. This is the Your Kick-Ass Life podcast with Andrea Owen, a no BS guide to self-help and badassery. Because ladies, let's face it, life's too short for it to not kick ass. And here's your host, the girl who serves it up straight with a side of crazy. Andrea Owen. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I am solo today, and I am going to talk about isolation, which is also known as hiding out, not reaching out for help when we need it. But before I get to that, um, it's actually an archived blog post that is from over a year ago. And the reason I wanted to kind of dig it back up is because it is one of those things that is so incredibly important to hear about and to call out and um, for me to hopefully help you with. Right now, as I record this, uh, it is January and we are embarking on another courage challenge, a seven day courage challenge. This is the third one that I've run. And by the time you're listening to this, unfortunately it's over. If you didn't sign up, you missed this round. You can still go to yourkickasslife.com forward slash seven day challenge and either uh, purchase the program and you can get it right away, download and, and download it and deliver it to you. Or you can wait when I'm going to run it again and it will be freed when we run it live. But I only do it a couple times a year. And the Courage Challenge, you know, I, I really didn't know what to expect the very first time I ran it, and I just knew that this this topic was so important, and, and when I say Courage Challenge, what we do during those seven days is really kind of rip the covers off of negative self-talk, and I wanted to do it, there were two reasons, basically. I wanted to do it because I wanted to teach the lessons, and secondly, I wanted to build community during during the Courage Challenge because I wanted other women to know that they weren't the only ones that felt this way because, you know, speaking of isolation, which is what I'm about to talk, talk about, so many women think that they're the only ones that have these issues and that talk to themselves this way, and I swear, the, this week, the week that I do that, like, I am emotionally just taken down. I'm down for the count, man down. And uh, I'm just going to read to you a few of the sentences. Just I, I just randomly picked some. I'm not going to name any names, but um, one woman says, I compare myself to other people all the time, even strangers. I feel like everyone else has it all sorted out, all covered and all together. 
but not me. Another woman said, uh, I am unkind to myself when it comes to personal and professional achievements. I always try to know more, do more, and be more. But when I find myself swamped in the pressure, I blame myself for getting there instead of just facing the fact that failing and quitting are actual options. Someone else says, uh, the area I am most unkind to myself is acknowledging my accomplishments. I have come through so much and worked so hard, yet I don't always feel like it really is a big deal. I mean, and it's hundreds and hundreds of posts like this in the Facebook group that we have. And it's on one hand, heart-wrenching to read everybody's stories, but on the other hand, nice to know that you are not the only one that feels that way. And and the reason that I'm bringing this up is because I have to really check myself. During this week, I want to post on every single person's post and give them exercises and help them and tell them, like, here's the path that you need to take. And and that would take me days and days and days. And um, who knows if they would even see the responses and it just wouldn't, it wouldn't be good for me. But there's that bleeding heart of mine that, that wants to do that. But I wanted to use this opportunity to say this about all of that. I think that we don't ever get to a point where we don't have moments like that. And so here's the di- the difference and here's what I want people to get to. Whether you're doing the seven day challenge or whether you listen to my podcast or you know, in, in your entire personal development journey, it's a misconception, I believe, that people think, and, and, it's, and it's interesting, I had a client that, that said this uh, not too long ago. She said, I, I really want to work one-on-one with you, Andrea, because I really want to get my shit together. And I'm like, first of all, what what does that even mean? Like to have your shit together. It's like this thing that our inner critic makes up that everybody else has. Like, I don't feel like I have my shit together. Like, am I happy? Well, fuck yes, I am. Like, I know I've accomplished a lot. I know that like I have gone after my dreams because I have done the work on myself but like, have my shit together? Like, does anybody? Like, I don't think anybody does. Like, I don't think Oprah does. I don't. I don't think even you know some a lot of the people that that we admire. And I think you know I, I follow Brene Brown a lot, and I don't. I don't even think that she would say that she has her shit together. But I think it's like this elusive like, milepost that we make up. It exists. And so the difference is, is that I want all women to come from a place of living in that place that I told you about, that I read those quotes from those women, that negative, constant negative self-talk, the constant berating, the comparing yourself to other women, the not feeling like enough. I want you to go from that being your norm and that being second nature to a place where it, when, when that happens and you feel that way, you notice it quickly and you walk away from it. That's where I am. And trust me, like there are moments where I am like, oh my God, you know, like I have so much more to go and look at that person and look what she's doing. And I get completely freaked out about stuff. And, and part of the solution is also having people that will hold you up and that you can go to when you have those moments and say, oh my God, you guys, I'm having this moment and this is happening and this is what I'm thinking. So they can help you and hold you up. That's also part of the solution, but, but even equally as important. And my, the biggest point I want to make is that you catch yourself in those moments and you choose to go in a different direction instead of falling down the rabbit hole of it and living there really is that you're like, okay, that feels like a big pile of shit. I am going to choose something else. This is not about totally changing your thoughts and being like, Oh yeah, well, I'm actually the best, you know, person in the entire universe and like these affirmations, I can't stand affirmations. 
I think ideally, in theory, they're amazing, but I think that it's just not realistic. What what I do and what my clients that have, you know, done all this work and my colleagues, they catch themselves in it, they talk about it, and they walk away and they move on from it instead of living there. That I could have summed all that up, but I just talked for seven minutes and that's really <laughs> my entire point. So I was a little verbose. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book Differently Wired. The mission of TILT is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the TILT Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, You are not alone, and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. All right, let's get on to actually what I wanted to talk about today. Oh, but before I do, we are actually in the last week of open registration for my signature program, which is your Kick-Ass Masterclass. Uh, It is at kickassmasterclass.com, and it is a 10-week program where I take you through a method of getting to a place, really, of what I just described. Some of the important things that we do in there are figure out what your values are, what are the things that are important about the way you live your life, because... I'm pretty damn sure it doesn't feel good to you to isolate, to people please, to engage in perfectionism, to blame, all of those things that we do that like we don't even realize that we're doing that are making us feel like shit. We talk about those and really like understand what your values are and what are the things that are really, really important to you. We figure out what your uh, triggers are because we need to know like what are the things like when you get in trouble, when you're in that place of inner criticville. It's hard to, to figure all that out. And so like I have exercises to help you find out when you are, when things get slippery and also 
just tons and tons of exercises. I'm really, really proud of this body of work. I've been working on it for about a year, and it's also the basis of my next book. It's all put into a program already <laughs> while I'm still writing the book. And I would love to have you in there. You can get all the rest of the information, including what we do in the rest of the weeks at kickassmasterclass.com. And I hope to see you there. We're closing registration in a couple of days. So I would love to see you there. So let's have a word about isolation. The women that come to me are always very similar. They are smart. They are high achieving. And if you met her from the outside, you'd think she has a great life. I'm sure you know a lot of those women in your life and you probably are her. This woman is busy and she's being pulled in many different directions and she feels like she blinked and she turned 30, then 40, and maybe she's closing in on 50 or beyond. And she's looked around and realized how hard she's worked for everything she's got, but deep down, she really had to admit it. She feels lonely and anxious and afraid. And again, maybe you are her. A couple of years ago, I asked all of you, my Your Kick-Ass Life community, to tell me what you're struggling with. And I gave you several different options, and so many people picked isolation. And this is the scenario that I gave as an example. You don't reach out for help when you need it or even when you're in crisis. I imagine that you want to, but you think to yourself, nobody wants to hear about my problems. Or Janet doesn't have these issues. I'm way too embarrassed to tell her. Or I can deal with this all on my own. I'm strong. I'll just power through it. Soldier on, sister. And you know why this happens? Because reaching out requires vulnerability, and vulnerability is scary. Really fucking scary. We might get brushed off or rejected, or we might get judged or criticized, sometimes silently, but we can feel it. Simply put, we might not get what we need from another human being. It's too risky and exposes too much of our heart, so we stay silent. Brene Brown teaches us when it comes to vulnerability and sharing our story, it's about connecting with the right person at the right time about the right issue. And this takes thought and intention on our part. So I ask you, who are the right people in your life? Do you have them? Do you need to do a cleanup of your friendships and work on intentionally nurturing one or two of them that you currently have? This isn't always about starting over and completely cleaning out your friends and and, and starting from scratch and putting an ad out on Craigslist for your new perfect bestie. It's not. A lot of the times it's about working on the friendships that you do have. And on the other side of that same coin, what I hear a lot from my community is they feel like they are spread so thin in their lives and it, lives and it bleeds over into their friendships. So I, I ran a Daring Way group program last year and one of my participants said, I feel like if I don't show up fully with all of my friends, if I don't give them everything I have, then I'm failing as a friend. So most of us won't reach out to our friends, but we feel the need to be the pillar of support and the pillar of strength to everyone else. The intense pressure we put on ourselves blows my mother-loving mind. Can you imagine being all things to all people in your life? The partner, the kids, the coworkers, the friends, the neighbors, the parents, the siblings, 
and I am just exhausted thinking about it. But courage is scary. Asking for help is scary. Why? Because when we're faced with the decision to practice courage, in this case, the decision to reach out for help or the decision to stay silent and isolated, they are both dreadful outcomes. And I know dreadful is pretty dramatic, but it's your life and you, sister, are worth me getting all dramatic about. On one hand, you're risking emotional exposure by reaching out. On the other hand, you're risking feeling lonely and isolated, which leads to more crappy behaviors like numbing out, negative self-talk, feeling unworthy, which in turn leads to more isolation. Both are hard. You've just gotten more comfortable with the latter. I'm not asking you to call up your friends and start pouring out all of your problems and and saying, Andrea told me so. I want you to just think about it. Do you want to get to the end of your life and regret not finding your soul sisters or regret not nurturing the relationship with an existing friend that you have now? I am fully convinced that we all want two big things in life. We want love and we want connection. And to have that, we must, and I mean must, step into vulnerability. We must practice courage by learning to hear our inner critic but choosing a different way of speaking to ourselves. We must practice courage by looking over the walls we have built up to quote unquote, protect ourselves and venturing through them to try to connect. We must practice courage by getting these things wrong, circling back and trying again, because we're all imperfect. Your personal development journey is imperfect and going to be filled with missteps and complete failures. But I promise you, I totally promise that once you get started, you'll gain momentum and confidence. And I promise that you're not alone. I promise you that there are hundreds, possibly thousands of women hearing this that are just like you and that are afraid. And I promise you that by practicing vulnerability, you'll get the love and connection that you so truly want and deserve. Uh, If you want to start, (laughs) uh, maybe you could forward this to a friend in your life that is your soul sister to, you know, start the conversation um, or share it on Facebook and, and tag your tribe. And I just adore all of you. And I just uh, commend all of you for even listening to this podcast, because if you're doing that, then you are taking a step in the right direction to stand up for what you want in your life. So check out kickassmasterclass.com and see if it's right for you. And whether it is or whether it isn't, whether you're ready for uh, one of my classes or programs or not, I, I really, really encourage you to reach out to your friends for help. You'd be surprised how much they are probably needing you as well. And just a quick tip on that, just tell them how vulnerable it is for you. Just say, this is really hard for me to do. And I feel really vulnerable saying this, but I need help. And here's why and see what happens. So good luck to you out there, ass kickers. I adore all of you. And until next time, I will see you out in cyberspace. Bye-bye.
you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent with sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends. At Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark-Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast.